It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in theater, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware, as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey, hey. Hello, Jim. Hello. And also we have, I think I've used this one before, but I'm going to use it again because it's apropos. We have the man with the plan, the man with the power too sweet to be sour. It's the Merman. Hey, Murray. Yabba dabba do. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Yabba dabba delicious. Thanks to all who've been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please support us and join the growing Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. All members get special episodes and content only for members, and all members that sign up will get a special limited edition Film Rage merch item. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible movie, which we will watch and hopefully will make us rage. Shoutouts to our U.S. listeners again, because they're kicking it and crushing it. And Canada, step up your game. Long live America. Movies are back at Canyon Meadow Cinemas. We are open for your viewing pleasure with great new films opening weekly. All health-regulated protocols are in effect for a safe and enjoyable experience. And don't forget, we should be your first choice for your next birthday party or special event. Can't make it to the cinema? We got you covered. Order concessions from our online store, and you can either choose curbside pickup or get them delivered via Skip the Dishes, Uber Eats, or DoorDash. For more details, go to canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. Here at CMC, we would like to thank you for your continued support. And we are looking forward to seeing you at the movies. Let's dance. We've been streaming, we've been streaming, and doing what? We've been streaming, Jim. Even Marie did some streaming on the weekend. Streaming. Hmm. Hmm. So, we stream something on Netflix. Dum dum! Yeah, it was uh, Red Notice. Red Notice. Notice. Red Notice. Notice. Stars Rock the Dwayne Johnson. Yes. Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. Talk about a charismatic cast. Yeah, right? I mean, the triple banger right there. That's right. They spent a reported two hundred million dollars on it. Thanks. Highest budget ever for a Netflix movie. Really? And tried so hard to make an entertaining movie, yet for all the talent and money, they ended up with a generic, glossy crap fest produced by the Hollywood machine that pumps out bland, noisy action movies. 
Having said this, there were a few times I laughed out loud. For example, the rock wearing a hairnet in the kitchen when he's bald is kind of funny. That was funny. But I wonder if he's wearing a hairnet in other places where he's not bald. Mm, I didn't wonder that at all. Hmm. And Reynolds, as, expect, as expected, had a few humorous lines, but he also had a lot that were not so humorous. At the end of the day, this film was ultimately forgettable. I should have written my review right after I watched it, because what did I watch? Red Notice? Right. Notice. Red Notice. That, Notice. That was that, that glossy crap fest, wasn't it? Yes, you, I, I'm, I'm, you're leaning towards the crap fest. Yes. At the end of the day, as I say, this was ultimately forgettable. Did I say that already? Yeah, but you said forgettable and not a crap fest, which <sighs> leads me to believe that you're going to say this was a meh. No. <laughs> Even though I guarantee if you ask me about this in a couple of months, I won't remember anything about it. I will remember one thing. Yes. It was a rage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, there's that. Okay. It was garbage. Well, first off, it's a heist movie. Yeah. So I didn't expect much. But having The Rock in anything usually gets me excited. Plus Gal Gadot, who's amazing. Even if all she did was stand on the screen and smile for two hours. Mm. Rai Rai, as usual, was Deadpool light, except he did have, as Bryce had already mentioned, some pretty good lines. Couple. He was pretty funny. The story is and was very transparent. The plot and circumstances are all unbelievable, and the heists are typical of most heist films. I laughed quite a few times because it was funny, but also how corny and dumb it was. It was on its way to being a meh, then the ending happened and pushed me, apparently, the same place that Hitler's car was, off the edge of a cliff. Mm -hmm. There was way too many that I could not get behind. There were so many things in this that were just... Like, the one that got me the most, these cars have been sitting in this thing for 70 plus years. This car's... Uh, yeah, and there wasn't just the one car. Yep. It was one, and then the other three cars that started right after it. I'm just like, okay. Okay, mm, okay yeah. yeah that, lithium batteries. Oh, right. Yeah, that lithium batteries weren't around in the 40s. I'm just, I'm sorry. You talked to Red Skull about that. I'm pretty yeah. sure he invented that Yeah, stuff. of course. Yeah, he, but he saved it just for... Marvel exactly. movies, not Same. for not for Netflix movies. Um, it's a canned three-way team-up heist movie. So other than a few funny ones by Reynolds and the cuteness of Wonder Woman, oh, and just having the rock and his huge biceps on screen was nice to see. Uh, but overall, this heist comedy buddy film did not steal my heart. It cashed its check at the Bank of Rage. <laughs> And a very low bank of rage, but yeah. still the bank of rage. P.S. Just for everybody knows, this movie didn't have a lot of hope of me loving it because I normally don't like heist movies. And this was very heisty all the way through it. It was so heisty. <laughs> it was very heisty. Um, and I don't like any part of a heist film on my body or anywhere on my body for that matter don't even know what that means but i agree <laughs> it was too heisty it was heisty all right well such a rage yeah well let's hear what murray has to say because it has his boy rai rai well now that statter and waldorf are done yes <clears throat> well this movie didn't get out to a great start for us 
We were yes. watching it in yes. our room in Vegas. Jim uses technology to actually hook it up to the big ass TV in our yes. room. Yes. And we both fell asleep. Uh, he fell asleep first. Oh, you lucky dog. Well, I noticed he was asleep. Then I just stopped the damn thing. Turned it off and went to bed. But you were, okay, wait a minute, but though. I was you more, were snoring before I fell asleep. Well, okay. Point is, I, I was getting like Who three hours of sleep at night. First. So it was the wrong time to watch this. And I should have watched it it's on, the on sleep my tablet. Heist. But anyway, as usual, I completely disagree with pretty much everything these two have said. Yes. Yes, it was predictable. No. And it was heisty. Second, Very heisty. yes, it was full of cheesy one-liners by my man, Ryan Reynolds. And three, yes, there was some terrible CGI. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, that's yes, out of the way. As people know by now, I love me some Ryan Reynolds. This version of Ryan Reynolds, not the guy stuck in the coffin. Uh, I love I this like film. I like the guy stuck in the coffin. So do I. It had everything that I like in an action flick. One part Dwayne the Rock Johnson. One part wisecracking Ryan Reynolds. I think it's Rock the Dwayne Johnson. One part ass-kicking Gal Gadot. Yeah. Ladies One part exotic kicks. locations. Mixing some treasure hunting and some fight scenes. Boom! <laughs> I like to think of it as Indiana Jones slash National Treasure slash Romancing the Stone mashup. Is it a Mondo? No. What? But it is a super duper man. Ah. Uh, well. So there. There you have it. And I'm going to say maybe it was a man because you fell asleep. I think if I had watched it on my own, like maybe not with you or like on the plane or something, I might have given it a Mondo. But because <laughs> I had to restart the movie after I woke up. After you rewatched the first part again, you went, hmm, maybe this isn't a Mondo. No. <laughs> you know, if you would have watched it a third time, you might have got to As where Bryce and I went. Out, the fact that those the cars started up after 70 years in the cave. Yeah. But I mean, it's a movie. Yeah. If I want a realist, uh, realism, I would watch the freaking news. I like. I wish I was. I like to see a fantasy world where stuff doesn't happen. Yeah, I liked it. So yeah, well, I'm glad you liked it. I almost gave it a Mondo. Almost, but because it wasn't that good, he gave it a man. Yes, it was poopy. It was poopy. So (laughs) says YouTube. (laughs) I know people in my corner will love it. I know that's true. Murray has a corner, and I guarantee it was the number one movie on Netflix. So yeah, because every in a nobody puts Murray in a corner. Right. But but you know what? The reason is because people go, I gotta know what they spent two hundred million dollars on. I, I watched it and I don't know what they spent. Maybe the cast. But. Maybe those cars. Yeah. And the lithium batteries from nineteen forty. Nineteen forty lithium batteries. <laughs> nice. All right. What else did we see? What else did we see? We saw a movie called Tick Tick Boom. Tick. Tick. Boom. Yes. All right. So, interestingly enough, this movie is about Jonathan Larson, who most of us know from the movie Rent. Do we really? Yes. Well, anybody who knows the movie Rent (laughs) will know Jonathan Larson. He wrote wrote it. He wasn't starring in it. No, no. But he, well, he didn't star in it because he died before. No, I mean, (laughs) unless you're actually into Broadway, you probably might not know who he was. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I knew a lot about Jonathan Larson because I also saw his documentary. I think he's a fascinating person. And and this story is actually, um, it's a small moment in time in his life. Okay. So... 
Before we do anything, let's talk about Andrew Garfield just for a second. All right. Is there anything he can't do these days? He's played a gay 50-year-old televangelist, yep. a pacifist war veteran, yep. a mystery-loving 30-year-old, yep. and oh, Spider-Man. he was also Spider-Man. Yep. Right? And now a dead famous oh, playwright. He also, and he can sing. He also yep. played the guy who got screwed over by Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. He right. was in the Yeah. Whatever the, that the Wonder Zuck- the Wonder Zuckerberg Games. Chronicles the Super yeah. <laughs> The Zuckerberg The movie. Facebook Chronicles. The Zuckerberg movie. Sorry, no. Fat what are the, the, the Yeah, Fat Fat. Yeah, that thing. Isn't, He's, it called, isn't it called Meta now? Yeah, it's Meta, just like me. Super Meta. He's the whole package. Oh, yeah. By the way, this was a musical. So I wasn't expecting much outside I of Andrew. I was laughing my ass awesome. off as soon as Jim sent me the link. I'm like, Jim, really? A musical? Well, I didn't know it was a musical. I, Bryce knew, it just, a, I knew it was a musical, but I was very curious. Because Bryce just sent me a message and said, we're seeing the new it. Andrew Garfield movie. And I think he did that on purpose because he knows I wasn't looking anything I up. he did. And so he's like, I'm like, he knows how much I love Andrew Garfield. So I'm like, I'm going to watch this no matter <laughs> fucking in. what. Okay, so... Musicals and the songs in musicals, as per usual in this movie, are and were not great. They normally follow a formula of boring with no real hook and basically telling the story in singing format. I'm sorry. I dislike the whole musical side of this movie. Hearing a song about eating in a deli is not anything I want to hear about, let alone hear someone sing about. Now, if I saw someone eating a sandwich in the deli, it would have been more exciting to me than listening to someone sing about someone eating in the deli. This being said, the structure of this film was done really, really well. I really liked the way they moved in and out of his soliloquy and his story and how it was done so amazingly well. I found this film very creative and enjoyed watching it. I just didn't enjoy listening to some of it. So, not common for me but i'm giving andy and friends a meh maybe just say it's a musical so it's a meh there you go <laughs> it has no hope of being higher than did you meh. watch it no, of course i did All it's right. a musical and i had no idea who jonathan larson was i know what rent was i still have never seen it well you should because it's the, good the, the, that's the, actually a the, the broadway or the tv i actually looked for the movie Online, I couldn't find it. He's not any of my streaming services. Guess we know what we're getting him for Christmas. Anyway. Oh, sorry. Krampus. Um, Yeah, so in the middle of watching this, I almost texted Jim to say, a musical? Really? (laughs) Really? Not just a musical, a musical about musicals. Yes. Yes. Basically, the kind of film that Jim hates the most. (laughs) Maybe Mm -hmm. that was the intention. Well, surprise. I really like this film. Then again, I love musicals. In case people don't know the story, this is about the guy who eventually wrote the Broadway musical Rent, which I didn't know. The film was produced by Ron Howard, directed by Broadway legend Lin-Manuel Miranda, and featured a huge assortment of actual Broadway legends. Mm-hmm. I actually saw Bernadette yep. Peters in there at some point. Yeah. Yep. It was set in the 90s at the height of the AIDS crisis, had some intense storylines dealing with many of Jonathan's friends who were dying. And who knew Andrew Garfield could sing? Apparently, the filmmakers didn't. Until they decided to cast him. They, they, they decided to cast him and then thought to ask, what, can he sing? 
Anyway, he does he, look a little bit like him, so I, I wouldn't know. But anyway, he was phenomenal, and this film was a mondo. All right, Bryce, uh, why yes. don't you tell us about what you thought don't of sing. this musical? Don't I can't tell you how excited I am I to hear you. what you're having to say. I'm reaching for the fader. I swear. It's your turn, Bryce. It's now time to sing. Are you finished? All right. So as Murray mentioned, so basically this is a musical, but not just a musical. It is actually a musical about the making of a musical. If that isn't the recipe for disaster, then I do not know what is. Myself, I wanted to see this purely as a curiosity, as I want to witness what Andrew Garfield could do in this type of film. I do not always love every film he is in, but I can honestly say he is always fantastic regardless. I will admit that 10 minutes in, I was feeling a little antsy, wishing I had not suggested watching this. But then, as the film unfolded and I got to know the players, I became more involved with the story than I thought was possible. Garfield as Jonathan actually made me care about this selfish, single-minded, motivated, and ultimately frustrated character. This supporting cast was good as well, with its standout being Alexandra Ship as Susan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, as his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She was fantastic. Yeah, she was awesome. Um, this was a film that had a concept that is custom made for me to rage. I mean, come on. A musical about the making of a musical. Exactly, right? Oh, man. This is awesome. Apparently, I'm not the only one that hates musicals. <laughs> this is awesome. Yet, I didn't mind it. Dare I say, I kind of liked it. Mm. Tick, tick, boom, did not blow me away, but it also wasn't bad. It was meh. Exactly. Okay, so here's a question. Yes. Do By the you way, think... I have never seen Judith Light ever where I've liked her. Yes. She was great. Everyone was great yeah. in this movie. And um, who's the guy that played his best friend? Is it Michael or whatever? I don't know his name. He was, he was outstanding in this too. Um that's a hint, by the way. Uh, but so okay, here's a here's a thing. Yes. If this wasn't a musical, yes. Do you think? I think this could have. For me, it could have got to a mondo. Yeah. The, the, but well, the, the, how could it not be? Because it was basically his one man musical. Well, you can make like Tick Tick Boom was you a one made man it musical with him. You know, do still make you know making a mu- music and don't have them singing. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It would have been a mondo for me. I'm almost positive. <laughs> Because I love the way they did the interplay between his one stage of like him well on stage and then him going back to... Um, now that there was some innovative stuff going on with the way they pieced this together, yes. there was a lot of, lot of good the stuff. The direction was done really yeah. well. So, you, so you're saying this director, and it did feel like it could have been done on a stage, actually. Oh, yeah. Easily. Well, it, it was. Tick, Tick, Boom was. Yeah, it was. One, it was like, it's, it, this, it looked like it was the story of Rent, but it wasn't. Well, a lot it of the similar, themes in it is Tick Tick is Boom was Rent. an actual musical that actually went to Broadway about his actual life. Yeah, nothing to do with Rent, but yeah, it was a one-man play where he's basically singing how his life, how crappy his life is. Robin De Jesus. Sure. Oh yeah, it's written here somewhere. Yeah. Oh, you have it written here. Yeah. You had to look it up. Yep. Let's not forget Alexandra Ship, aka. Storm, yeah, so right. Spider Man and Storm. She was yeah. Spider Man really and Storm goodness. together. That's right. And they they had and didn't we get to see some superhero sex? 
Storm with Spider-Man. How many Garfield Spider-Mans were there? Was two. it two? Two. Duh. So this was like Spider-Man three. Part 3. This yeah. is Part 3. Except with the, only with Storm. Only with Storm. So it was like a crossover. Sure. Yeah, a little go. bit of a crossover. Well, because X-Men, well, X-Men and Sony weren't actually like Disney. So Marvel. all the comic book geeks should be all over this. Exactly. Right. And exactly. sing their way to happiness. Right on. And I'm pretty sure there's a Spider-Man musical out there, too. Turn off the dark, I think it's called. All right. We've God help us. We've talked enough about God help us all. God help us, every one of us. All right. That's all right. Well, on. so moving on. We saw things in theaters. That we did. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Dokie. Oh, it's been a while. Um, okay. Jim and I were in the US of A. Lost wages. Lost wages. Some lost more than others. And I'm assuming Bryce saw it here at his local Cineplex. Sure did. Uh, Belfast. Uh, young boy and his working class family experienced the tumultuous late 1960s in Northern Ireland, AKA the civil unrest between the Catholics and the Protestants. So Jim and I are in Las Vegas, in case you missed it. As part of our bot- podcast duties, we had to find time away from the casinos and drinking to seek out a movie theater to see this film. Easier said than done. We did a search of movie theaters in Las Vegas. Turns out there were only two. two. Yeah. <laughs> in the whole city. I know. Yeah. So I was took, there. Took a long... No, you weren't. I didn't see you. Wow. Well, no, he's there. been there before. I, I was there. Yeah, like, but you were there years ago. This uh, is like 2021. Yeah, 2021, did, they should have 20 no, it more. Was, it was two years ago, wasn't there it? There you the go. Last time I was there. So we took a long ride in an Uber to the extreme south end of the strip to like an outdoor mall and an AMC theater. Yeah. AMC is a big name. I can tell you, after experiencing the difference, I was not impressed. Hmm. But I digress. So, Catholic what are we talking about right now? AMC. The AMC movie experience. That's where we For our movies. U.S. For listeners problems. who happen to be happen our to biggest be, listening base. They see movies at AMC. They see movies at AMC. We're speaking like to we, them right like now. Like we see movies in Cineplex. I'm just making the and landmark the connection. Uh, okay. anyway. That's right. I don't understand. And they also did an advertisement for their movie club, by the way. I digress. <laughs> so now I'm back on track. Oh. So Catholics versus Protestant. Who knew? I sure didn't. The CLF in this film was adorable. Apparently, he was the younger version of Kenneth director Kenneth Branagh. It was mm. like his life. Mm. Basically, this was his childhood growing up. Jamie Dornan, who I only know from those crappy Fifty Shades movies, was actually outstanding. Dame Judi Dench and, I don't know, Siren Hines? Sure. Kieran Hines? Close enough. Whatever. Was solid as well. But the true star of this film was Katriona? Katrina? Ball. Who was, yes, Jim, Irish. What a surprise. She brought the whole film together as a struggling matriarch trying to raise her two boys in a turbulent neighborhood while her husband has to travel for work. Somehow she keeps it all together. Her family and her marriage, she was the true heart of this film. Admittedly, there were some slow parts to this film. And I did doze off a couple of times. He did. What? It was Vegas. <laughs> it was. And it was in black and white. So, yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah. Which but doesn't dazzle me. It was still eyes. a great story. I actually had to give this a Mondo. What? Wow. That's right. I'm handling a black and white film, and Murray's giving a. All right, you heard it here first, folks. Want to go, go, little buckaroo? Yeah, sure. 
Uh, the violent events in Ireland in 1969, as seen through the eyes of a 12-year-old boy, is the premise for the latest film from Kenneth Branagh. It is a gentle love letter to a tumultuous time in history. It is a stellar cast with heartfelt performances. You can see the love that Branna has for these characters, which makes me care for them as well. Jude Hill as Buddy anchored the project with his portrayal of the innocent nine-year-old boy being thrust into some not-so-innocent times. Jamie Dornan and Catriona Balfe shine as Buddy's parents, as does Kieran Hines and Judy Dench as Pop and Granny. The weight of the decisions that this family has to make are felt by all that watch this. It is an effective snapshot of time, expertly crafted with a soundtrack that sucks you right into the late 60s. Uh, yeah. I loved this film. And more importantly, it restored a little faith that I have in Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. I was starting to wonder if he could make a good movie again. I never, I never doubted him. In short, Belfast was Mondo. Well. Well, well, well. Okay. Say you, Jim. Uh, visual, visually brilliant. Character development was amazing. Acting, especially between Jude Hill, Buddy, and Sierran Hines. Sierran Hines? I think it's Kieran Hines. Kieran Hines? That makes more sense. Kieran's got the aglives and the accents on it. Awesome. He's, so, uh, he's, he's so good. He's very, very aglivate. As Papa. Yeah. Uh, and, as always, Her Majesty Judy Dench. Even though her Irish isn't the greatest. No, because he's English. <laughs> the filming in black and white was a great atmospheric way to bring this story to life. Very much playing like in his earlier plays that Kenneth Branagh has worked on, in my opinion. Um, I also like saying the word play when it comes to it. I just like the sound of the word play. You're just veering off on some weird tangent, Jim. Get get focused again. Get back to oh, the Oh, right. Uh, framing by the director on every shot, you could tell, was so meticulous and well thought out. Kenneth Rada did an amazing job, and it felt, to me, a little bit like his Shakespearean stuff of old. Like, it, I felt... I felt like it was back with early Branna. To, yep. to Bryce's point, I've kind of fallen out of love with him a little bit. And maybe it was because I had to watch Wild Wild West again and it reminded how, oh, how bad he can actually be. Uh, this film took me on a short-term journey of a family love in a very tumultuous time. Isn't that a funny word? We've all said it. In Ireland's history. And emotions were strong. And yes... Near the end, I was crying every five seconds. This film made me a crybaby Mondo lover. Did it tell much about really what was happening in Belfast at the time? Not really. But it did tell the story of a family's love in a time that was very scary for a lot of people, especially Protestants in Ireland at the time, and especially for a young boy by the name of Buddy, boy. who is, as Murray said, just the most cutest and adorable little CLF you'd ever want to see. Because everybody loves Buddy. That's right. 
Yeah, this is um, really good. It was so good. As I was watching it, I was just going like, "This, this is another movie." Like, so good. it's funny how you can watch a movie and as you're watching it, you go, "Okay, this movie was made for Bryce." Like, it. <laughs> it just, as I was watching it, I was going, "Man, I wish I was here it with was Bryce slow. right now." There was a lot of walking. Well, there was a lot of walking, but it just like the whole atmosphere of the film. Like each one of us has yeah. an atmosphere that we know I is it totally speaks to us. See how you could watch this and go, "Yeah, Bryce can love this one." Yep. But surprisingly, we all loved it. We all it. loved it. And you know what that means, Merman? Well, you never gave me your your uh, your rating. Yet. I did. I said it, you, you weren't said listening it was to everything. I, I said you liked it. You didn't. No, I, I let me quote exactly the words that I used. If you would like me to say them, I need you to say the word. Do you want me to say it again? I want to say He's, the word. You already. This said film it, made me a crybaby Mondo lover. Okay, I heard the crybaby part. Yeah, he didn't want to hear the word. Mondo. That's a really long one. It's great. Mondo! <laughs> Mondo deserves to be longer. That's right. Let's face it. I tell you, Jamie Dornan, I think he might have wiped the stench of that Fifty Shades crap away because he was sure, so good. I'm sure he'll he find was. crap again after this. But yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he was really he's good. Just, he's just looking for a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> I think that uh, I think you're going to see him in some better projects from, from here on. And maybe in. Kenneth Branagh will get I, back I, to I, directing good I movies think again. He, I think he really did want to show that he can that be he a can serious really actor act be a serious actor yeah and i think this did it i think you're gonna see some good stuff from him coming up yeah and i um i think this one's getting a little bit of buzz too it's got some pretty high ratings on um on uh imdb and and, and rotten tomatoes and whatnot right all so. right so from the mondo belfast we go to ghostbusters afterlife Dum dum dum. Talk about your contrasts. That is a bit of a contrast. Oh my goodness. Ghost bastards. Ghost bastards. Ghost bastards. Those ghost bastards. Let's try that one more time. Take two. Ghostbusters Afterlife is a movie. It is. It Thank is. you. And that's Bryce's review. That's all you need to say. It is not a good movie, but it's a movie. It's a movie that wastes the talents of Carrie Coon, Paul Rudd, and especially McKenna Grace, who is the only redeeming quality of this whole project. Grace's Phoebe was the only thing in this of note. Her performance made parts of this watchable. The rest of the film, however, completely relies on nostalgia as there is very little in the form of a script for this talented cast to work with. There was some guy in, in the row in front of me geeking out every time there was a reference to the original film. If that's what you want from this, then I guess this film is for you. I just wanted a film that was entertaining, which this definitely was not. This was a rage. And not only that, it was a pain in my neck, but I'll get to that in my open rage this Sweet. week. Sweet. I can't wait. This was total dog crap. This was a, one of the worst movies I've seen this year. This Bam. will be on my worst movies of the year. I guarantee it. Well, we're already year. in the late November. So yeah, there's not unless I see a whole slew of crap from here on in, it's safely <laughs> cemented in my top five, or should I say, bottom five of the year. This was garbage. All right, Mur, what'd you think? Well, first, yes, for all the filmmakers in Alberta mm-hmm. and fans of Alberta-made films, right? The preceding comments for those of Bryce Hollingsworth. Sure were. Unnecessarily. All of us. 
make a bad film, you make a bad film. Doesn't matter where it was filmed. Anyway. Directors and actors beware. I you cannot hide from his I'm going to cut to the chase. This was a freaking Mondo. <laughs> CLFs were amazing. McKenna Grace stole my heart as the mini version of Egon Spangler. She absolutely nailed that role. That role. Every time she like had the glasses on, then she she had that proton pack. It's like I seriously was on the verge of crying. I really was. And she had a quirky sidekick named Podcast. Yeah, who was kind of funny. Podcast was also pretty good. I'll give you that. For those who haven't seen it, I'm gonna break it down for you. It was basically the same plot as the original, <laughs> but set in a small town, and with the kids busting the ghosts this time. So there you go. Don't need to look for any kind of complicated storyline. No. There isn't one. Just That's watch the first really one and pretend they're the kids. What's well, really a story? The point is, people who love the original 1984 will love this one. Guy in front of me was. There you go. See, you are in the minority here. Just to let you know. That's the only, but that's the only bad thing I'll say about this film that is got the plot is very basic. I had the pleasure of meeting the great Ivan Reitman and his son Jason. And I'm a huge fan of both of them. What does that have All to do with the films. price of tea in China? I don't Just understand. saying. It influences his, it's, it's his a per, It was a personal thing for me. Okay. Uh, the film had lots of humor, lots of ghost busting. I even enjoyed Paul Rudd. AKA he doesn't the like sexiest man alive. He is the sexiest man. Apparently, alive. he is the sexiest man alive. Especially wearing those According beautiful khaki to People pants magazine from so the there. movie Ghostbusters. Although I will agree, he was kind of wasted in this because he was a teacher, and basically did nothing other than let the ghosts loose. That's all he did. He. Uh, I thought he'd be a Ghostbuster. He was the, the key master. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, he that, was the Rick Moranis. Was Rick of this Moranis, movie. who was also useless in that movie. Rick Maris was, was funny, though. Carrie Coon is always superb. So, yeah, I thought it was a Mondo. So All right. There. Okay. So bad. <coughs> uh, let me just <coughs> clear my throat here. Okay, let's see if we got a tiebreaker. All right. Well, if you like rewatching Ghostbusters, but instead of the original cast, you recast them with CLFs, then you will love this movie. This was a trip down nostalgia lane with a fresh face for the 10-year-olds of today. Did we need this movie? No way. Was there some cute, fun little parts in this? Yes. But was it enough? Personally, as many of our listeners know, I hate sequels, especially ones that aren't needed. I tried to take myself back to the original to try very, very hard to enjoy this. I mean... When the first one came out, I absolutely loved that film. I thought it was original and it had some, a great cast and it was just fun. It was something that I hadn't seen before. With this film, I literally predicted every single thing that happened. The kids were cute enough. And as we've all talked about, McKenna Grace was amazing in this role. And I hope that she gets every single person in Hollywood and Alberta searching for her because she was totally awesome. And her corny jokes, were uh, pretty good. <laughs> they were terrible, but they were funny. They were fun. <laughs> they were corny, but they were cute, and she delivered them like, really well. Like a kid's joke book, basically. <laughs> Ultimately, this film was for 10-year-olds, and maybe uh, nostalgia junkies like our boy Merman, I can give you that. which I am neither. 
So, as we like to say in Film Rage, or at least I like to say in Film Rage, it was a sequel that didn't need to be made, and it was completely predictable and almost the original story retold, so it's a rage. <laughs> Such a rage. It wasn't good. It was really bad. And the ending was even dumber. Oh, the ending. The fact. Where, I thought this can't get any worse, and then there's that ending, and I'm like, oh my god. This was... It was ter- you got to admit the ending was just a meh, meh. so was the original. Yeah, well, uh, the original had to put marshmallow. Actually, really? actually, Murray uh, really loved the fact that Sigourney Weaver was electrifying Bill Murray. Now I <laughs> laughed my ass off. He at was that laughing part. his ass off in that. That's one. a spoiler. And that that was actually pretty funny, actually. Well, that, how about? Yeah, but what did, did you guys stay till like the very end? Yes. And you got the like yes. the very very end. So yes. you got the the second. Post-credit mm-hmm. fucking scene. Yeah, what? We're gonna have to. We're, they're gonna make another one. Oh, he? you don't think that they were gonna make another oh. one? People, people, this is stay a- home. <clears throat> don't buy any tickets so that they don't make another one of these. Or if you love movies, go see it. Well, no, go I see a re- good movie. Go, go see, see something else. Go, go rewatch the you know first what? one this weekend. Go to House of Gucci. No, don't go to that. <laughs> so you know what? This. If they would have done, if they could have done anything different with the script, the fact that it copied literally just, the same movie, yeah, I was, if was, they could have done, and what's his name, um, the Stranger Things kid, he was wasted in this movie. Oh, totally wasted. He was completely wasted. No, he's such a good little actor. I do who that is. He's a, he's the brother of McKenna. Never seen him before in my life. All right. What? We've seen well, him in at, a couple of things. At any lately. rate, nope. He was wasted. <laughs> yeah, he was totally wasted. You mean he was on drugs? Yeah, he should have been. Exactly. And maybe he would have been able to act his way out of that. There was some funny bits in this, but yeah, overall, no, was, I didn't think it, it needed bad. to be made. And the bad. sad thing was your buddy, Jason Reitman, in his comments about this, this is a fresh new take on it. I didn't even understand that the little marshmallow man came out. That didn't even make any sense in the movie. It didn't, didn't make no, any sense. No sense. It didn't made no sense. Why didn't it make any sense? Well, in the original one, was, the uh, giant was marshmallow man, the giant marshmallow man was but the Steve one that Puff they still called. Makes marshmallows. They're yes. in a bag. Yes. Yeah, but, but that was the, the, the thing the, that he thought of. That, that, it that had created, nothing to do with the spirits. Why are these marshmallows all of a sudden just coming all of a sudden out? Ghosts? Because the evil spirit <laughs> inhabited the shelf. I mean, that's. Pretty self-explanatory. He was chasing him around the thing. So who were? There was a specific key master guy yeah. that's running around the Walmart, chasing Rudd. Yeah. And then no, all of a sudden the marshmallows. No, Paul Rudd went in there to buy stuff. Right. Nothing was yeah. like he yeah. didn't know the the evil had gone in there. Right. Uh-huh. And he didn't see the dog till after the marshmallows. Right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So he didn't. He didn't know anything was. So wrong who were the, the, the marshmallows? Were what? It was. They're just. It was the evil spirit. It was like the, the, the evil ghost. spirit was in the dog that was chasing him. It's like him. that red shit from the second one. It's it was like, just something cute for ten year olds to enjoy. True. I won't disagree there. I did think it was cute that they were killing each I other. I can definitely <laughs> agree. It's a whole lot better than the last one. One that didn't can we even stop talking about this movie. No, <laughs> we can't. Let's talk about it for the rest of the, of the podcast. Because I'm I'm going to be talking about it again in for, my rage for the next fifteen so. minutes. All nothing to say. We'll just so bring I it back up. Yeah, Murray didn't get to see the other one that we saw. I didn't, didn't chose not to see. He it. chose not to see it. Well, that is too bad for Murray. That's that right. is a little sad for poor Merman. Well, two things that I don't like. Well, actually, I don't like tennis because of the Williams sisters. So well, then let me talk it? about. That makes no sense. Let me at talk all. about the Williams yeah, sisters. That's me. I love the Williams sisters. All right, so we also got to see the movie King Richard. Sports movies, 
a and a biopic and yes this is a sports movie yep ultimately a very sports movie ish sports movie Uh, but what makes this one different is it's about my two favorite athletes of all times the williams sisters i know this is supposed to be the will smith show but in my opinion toe-to-toe ingenue ellis destroyed him in every scene they did together destroyed him she was awesome she destroyed him you cannot tell me that in every scene they were together that she was not more mesmerizing than will smith you cannot say it i dare you to say it i'm gonna say that will smith was more mesmerizing you are Crap. I loved her. I loved her. She destroyed him. Destroyed him. In the, that the kitchen fact- scene, it was like it was like the scene from the marriage story. Oh, the, the, and the she, scene was awesome. she destroyed the scene where, him. Where the where he gets up where they're outside at the the, 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 the picnic table or whatever yes. and the other She destroyed him then. Like, but also the acting of her, she just oh, she she's was amazing. She's she was amazing. Okay. okay. We're, you're not, I'm not gonna we're win not this arguing one. Really about how amazing she was amazing. She was completely amazing. But so was Wilson. Will Smith was very good. Very, very good. Anyways, go on. I still think she destroyed him in every scene. This film is about Richard Williams. Yes. But also the birth of the Williams sisters and the importance of family, doing things the right way, and of course, always stick to the plan. It somewhat follows the same stream of most sports movies, but with a spin. Because normally, the main character... Is who the sports event is about. But this is not about them per se. It's more about the dad. Yep. There were a few bits I did have some issues with, small issues in this film. But after listening to Will Smith's new book, which I actually bought, and I listened to him speak it on tape. Actually, it's not tape. It's on my uh, my iBooks. People know <laughs> people know what you mean. I know books on tape is it's not it's just that catchphrase like Kleenex. Books um, on digital. Digital on books on iBooks. Um, yeah, and I also watched the interview with Oprah and him. I now understand this film more and felt more connected to his character based on what he was also telling me. All the crying was great, and the story of family. And the importance of family is always stick together was amazing. The story I felt could have actually been another 30 to 40 minutes, which I don't normally say to develop Richard and perhaps the Williams sisters a little more. But ultimately I emotionally connected to this family and my heroes, Serena and Venus much deeper. This may be the first time you will ever hear me say this on this podcast. I am giving a sports biopic a motto. And yes, I did a lot of crying all the way through this movie. I was basically crying pretty much from the moment one to the very end of this movie. I loved every single minute of this movie, except for two small parts in the middle, which I will not mention. It was a mondo. Perfect. Will Smith as Richard Williams is the best thing he has ever done. Yep. This film is the best film he has ever been in. Although he did have a cameo in Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues. <laughs> but this was still better. It was a little bit better. I thought the Fire film Lance. painted the picture of Richard very well. The story of a man who drafts a successful plan for his two daughters to become tennis superstars 
before they were even born, born. <laughs> is a fascinating story. We see Richard at his best and worst throughout the film, but there is no denying his singular goal for his daughter's success. Everything he does draws a straight line to his daughter's taking over the tennis world and nothing will deviate him off that path. The rest of the cast does a stellar job as well, including a John Bernthal sighting. Yes. Which continues which to he, prove he used to be undoubted. He was. Then he was in that Angelina Jolie forest fire movie. He's so been in. Bad. He chooses too many roles. He can't stay. He was. You know what? He still chooses. I mean, it's. This was. This proves his track record of starring in excellent films because he, he's making he good does, choices. He makes a yeah. lot of good choices. Like his batting average is yeah. like. He's got to be hitting about 900. It's kind of like the Willem Dafoe, right? He chooses so many movies, eventually he's going to hit some crappers. Yeah. Um, But for me, this was all about Will Smith as he shines as Richard. I can't, you know, I'm not going to sit here and argue. Ingenue Ellis was, she was spectacular. She She didn't crush him. She fucking crushed him. I believe both of them are going to get some recognition. Definitely, yeah. When all said and done. Yeah. Um, If she doesn't, I'm going to go and pick at Hollywood myself. There you go. It's a showcase for a talented actor who needs to do more films worthy of his ability. I mean, Will Smith is a good actor. He he? is so invested in this movie, though. Yeah. Like, he produced it. Yeah. Um, If if you get a chance to see the interview with him and Oprah on Apple, Apple TV, you must watch it. I will see he he literally interviewed every single person that they portray in this movie that's still alive to make this film. He wanted to make sure that the biopic part of this movie was as accurate as humanly possible. One of the things that didn't get shown in this movie, and um, I went and saw this with my wife. She hated him in this movie. Like, she didn't hate Will Smith and his acting. Right. She hated the character. Yeah. She said, this guy is a total douchebag. And I'm like, this guy's great. I like, I totally yeah, thought. I, I can see why she would say that. Yes, though. but it, if you talk to the Williams sisters, and yeah. if you've heard the interviews from them, they will tell you they wanted him. They told him to push him, yeah. push them. And, and through their careers, like... I saw, yeah, he he could be a dick and he wanted what he wanted because he had the beliefs that he wanted. and But I he kind of showed that he learned from his mistakes yeah. and that he was continuing to evolve and grow through this character, which I, I, I think was just so well put together. And it just gave me that much more respect for the Williams sisters. I, I've been a huge fan of theirs since day one. And... I uh, absolutely love them both. So I'm going to get to my rating now. Yeah. Well, it's a Mondo. It's obvious. It's like, there's no question. King Richard, wait for it. Wait for it. Wait. Was Mondo. Murray. Hit it. This movie was so Glad good. You okay, so do it. you think this movie was because Belfast is although it's not a biopic, it kind of was if it was a bit about Ken Brown. Yeah, Ken it was Brown based film. on his childhood. So in comparison, all the they were both Mondos from all of us who saw it. They were so different. It was different. It's hard to like. Are you asking me to like rank them? Which kinda, one I like I'm kind of thinking which was more Mondo. <sighs> not fair okay so here's here's how i'm ranking it okay because i'm thinking as much as i love belfast i thought it was the right amount of time and this i could have watched another 30 or 40 minutes of it so i'm giving it to i'm giving it to king richard Mm. like don't you think that you could have watched that for another 30 40 minutes 
I could have. Yeah. yeah. They, they could have. But uh, Belfast, I was done with. By the time it got to the end, which I think it was over two hours, right, Mer? Yeah, these are both over. I think this one was like two hours and ten minutes or something. And, and I could have, I could have yeah. still sat there another 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, I'm, Easy. I'm not choosing between them. I love them both. Oh, you suck. There is a good chance they could both end up on my top of the of the year. There's there's a good chance. Okay, so if this we, was a this was a when we do our Academy so Award this year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do either of them have a chance of taking out Riz Ahmed? That's the question. No. Okay. Just checking. Just checking. I love Riz Ahmed. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. always hate coming off a high of a mondo going straight into a rage but just like a match i can flip a switch and just remember how i hate sequels and that's my rage this week i don't want to talk too much more about it other than the fact that i am not a nostalgic person at all i have zero level of nostalgia in my body i like movies that i like I don't think they need to be redone. I don't like when they remake movies. I don't like when they take movies and then make a sequel of it. I'm not even a fan, even though certain movies, as, as Bryce has alluded to with horror movies, lend themselves to always having a sequel. I'd rather see brand new movies. Mm. Would I have rather seen Jason Reitman do a brand new movie? And not call it Ghostbusters and have it be kids that fight ghosts in rural Alberta? Absolutely. And that's my rage this week. Cool. Stop making fucking stupid sequels. You're that's here. It. it was bum. Okay, my rage this week is... Is it sequels? No. Is it Ghostbusters 4? Not directly. Okay. Is it Jason Reitman? No. Oh, I give up. What is it? My rage this week is 4DX. Some of you might ask, what is that? Well, in a nutshell, it is a torture device that you're forced to sit in while right. trying to watch a movie. It throws you up and down and left and right. It jerks you all over the place. It also blows cold air in your face and flashes bright lights in the cinema, all to, I guess, enhance the movie-going experience. I had no idea what I had bought a ticket for when I purchased it. I actually thought I was in Cinema 4, as there was a big 4 on my ticket. And that it was rated X? And I was confused when I was guided to Cinema 3. What? When I entered, I noticed the seats were different, and that was curious. But I what? I didn't know what, what is I, happening I didn't right know now. what I got myself into. Wait, did, were you strapped in? Is this a strap? Do you go upside down? Is this like yeah. Tommy Lee's drum kit? The curiosity. Were you, Bryce, the curiosity. Were you Bryce Hollingsworth in movie kit? Were you like... <laughs> 
The curiosity did not last as the film started and my two-hour torture session commenced. It was bad enough that I had to watch Ghostbusters Afterlife, but combining it with this amusement park gone wrong made me made things so much worse. That is my rage. Why do they do this? Apparently, people like it. Well, that was your own fault. I didn't know what I was buying. You look a little harder. I'm not, I was D box is, is it's it's the rumble seat and you, you actually adjust <laughs> the level of of, of the, oh you can adjust the you level can adjust the level you I can't mean, in four DX maybe you had it set on ten but I've been I've been to D box and yeah you no, can no, also this isn't D box D box is different this is four DX where they have four chairs strapped together and it literally oh, okay. is going up and down and throwing you back and forth like it's literally it almost threw me did, out of the did, chair three times did you have a seatbelt i'm not talking about i know what d-box is yeah. it's almost tolerable this is not this is like you're on an amusement how do they even ride. sell you a ticket to a uh, to a couch with like four seats because i couldn't even do that oh no they have it they if this is this is cineplex right it's not yeah. landmark landmark Cin- doesn't have 4dx it's it is okay, so did you brutal. wear a seatbelt? This is what I'm at. No, I'm wondering. there's no seatbelt. So this is a I, dangerous event. My neck is still sore. I, I'm considering legal action. Can, can we get one of the? Can you walk around with one of those turtleneck things? Because I think you could really pull it off. I'm thinking, <sighs> Murray. Do you remember that episode from um, what was it? The Partridge Family. Remember that? <laughs> Where I think they were being sued. I'm not as old as you. Being sued and. The guy had the neck brace and they dropped the book on there. I want to see that movie come out. You mean like every sitcom where the, yeah. the guy's faking an injury? And, and then he has the, he has the neck brace on. I want this movie to happen now. I, I don't like 40X. Yeah, I'm also not yeah, liking we're, 40X. We're, we're That's that. my rage. This is a, okay, this so must have cost you, you what, have $50? You been, have you no. Okay. Yeah, so if you. No, this scares me. I'm scared of the other one Murray's talking about. It's horrible. No, like it, it it's not, it's it violently jerks you around. Like, it's not just a little subtle stuff. It's like you're on a freaking roller coaster. So when you were watching Ghostbusters Afterlife and they're yeah. going around the corners and yeah. it's going, wee wah, wee wah, it's like you're throwing, going like... You, throw, and it's, you turn the other way and all of a sudden you're thrown the other way and then all of a sudden you're tilted forward and then you're tilted backwards. And like, the frick, it's going all over the place. And you got cold air blowing in your face Why every time. Why is the cold you, air blowing in your face? I don't know. Face. You think you're inside in the car, right? You so think so. It's trying to it's simulate heated. the air... You're oh, if the glass so, was broken. Yeah, so it's blowing the cold air in your face. Okay. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's awful. I w- you know, Murray, he, we're he's never... Al- he's obviously never been to a theme park. Murray, we're never going to uh, Vegas without Bryce again then. Okay. because Because apparently, if we go, this will happen again. And yeah. I want to be there to see that next time. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is not new technology. Uh, 20 years ago, I went to Universal and I went on the yeah. Shrek yeah. 4D experience. Oh, yeah, they have all it those. It was exactly and, yeah, that. It was and it was Disney World has a million ago. of them. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Wow. I'm but, sure Harry Potter has one now. Oh, the, like, the Potterland? Yeah, but yeah. Like, Potter? Spider Man probably has one. It's such a rage. Yeah. yeah. Like, why would they do that? Why, why Especially would they for someone people? like Bryce. I had to, you I should have a disclaimer. to get tortured. Well, it was playing it. It was playing it the only time I could watch it, though. You, I couldn't go to the later one because it was. I had time. How many times have we seen that? We've had to see 3D so movies. I just, uh, yeah, I just bought the ticket for the one. I didn't know why. I, 
I honestly thought I was going into Cinema 4. I was like, there's a giant 4 on my ticket. She's like, Cinema 3. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's a 4. She's like, no, it's 4DX. I'm like, what? what is that? This is... She's like, you'll see. And I did. This is the happiest moment of this week for me, right? <laughs> me too, Kyle. It also explains why you hated Ghostbusters yeah. so much. Hey, uh, yeah, I don't know if that would have made a difference. Uh, but... I wouldn't have made a difference. We could have tolerated it if he wasn't being jerked It was apropos that I was experiencing that. The, the, the M part of our relationship was highly visible in this this week's episode with Bryce taking the M position on this. True. Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading. Predators. Their acts are evil. We call them monsters. We say no human could perpetrate the crimes they have committed. But in truth, only human beings execute these horrific acts. And if you're like me, you want to know why. To find out, join me, Ariel Cooksey, on my podcast, Malice. As a social psychologist, I dig into the psychology, sociology, neurobiology, child development, trauma, and other factors that come together to create malicious offenders. Find Malice wherever you listen to podcasts. And nothing goes better with Malice than Rage. And it's Merman Minute. All right, what kind of joy are you bringing us today, Mer? Well, I almost changed my mind after hearing you two rage about everything. It wasn't everything. Yeah, just the stuff that I love. Hey. <laughs> hey, it's you also di- mounded one of the movies that we love. Yeah, like one. I almost raged that one just just to be counter belligerent. Now, who is that? Who is that hurting, Murray? It's really just hurting yourself. But it makes me happy. Well, that's the important part. All right, this week we finally saw Ghostbusters Afterlife after yes, like we did. eighteen months of COVID postponement. If only it could have been eighteen more. Those who haven't seen it is basically the remake of the original, except it took place in a small U.S. town, aka Alberta. And it was Spengler's granddaughter with her teenage crew strapping on the proton pack. She had a strap on, that's true. So in honor of that, I present my favorite films where the CLFs did the ass kicking instead of... What? I have a feeling I'm going to get some Goonies. It's a short list. Oh, okay. Number one, Super 8. Oh! Directed by J.J. Abrams, (laughs) produced by Steven Spielberg. Yes. Uh, Set in the groovy 70s. Starring a bunch of teenagers just trying to make a zombie flick <coughs> when they witness a train crash. <coughs> Predictably, the adults don't have the first clue how to handle what happens next, except to start shooting at stuff. Super 8's so good. It takes it's this Super. Super 8 Scooby gang to crack the mystery and make first contact. Loved it. Next up, as did I. As Jim mentioned, Goonies. Of course, this is on the list. Yes! Written by Spielberg and Chris Columbus. Directed by Richard Donner, a huge cast of soon-to-be movie stars. Sean Astin, Josh Brolin, Corey Feldman, <coughs> Robert Davey, Martha Plimpton, and Joe Pants. A group of young misfits called the Goonies discover an ancient map and set up an adventure to find the legendary pirate's long-lost treasure. Plus, extra points for a cool Cindy Lauper theme song. Yes! 
Next up, we have Kick-Ass. Ooh. I know, Nicolas Cage was in it. And we're he's ta- fabulous. We're talking about Chloe Grace Moretz. Yes. 12-year-old hit girl who swears like a sailor and kills more people than Rambo. She's a little lady who kick asses and punch dickers. I believe she fits the description of ladies that kick ass and punch dicks. She is. I believe she did both. Next up, the Lost Boys. You know I was putting this on the list. <laughs> of course. So there were some adults and some overgrown adolescents in it. It was Corey Haim and the Frog Brothers that actually battled the vampires in this one. Nice. Finally, in honor of the holiday season coming up, Home Alone. Home Alone. Eight-year-old Kevin McAllister fights off two inept burglars trying to break into his house. True classic, though, there is now apparently a remake. There is. Come on, how many eight-year-olds do you know that can outwit bad guys? Ho, ho, ho. All I got. Now, what was the line he uses from that movie? Ah, yeah, that one. <laughs> no, so at least I believe it was from the movie he was watching. Merry yeah. Christmas, you filthy animal. Yeah, that's it. Merry that Christmas. Was the second one. I don't remember. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Can't animals. wait for them to come on TV again. I watch them every year. Good. Old. Yeah, you're a. Murray's got the softest heart with the most rage that's of anyone right. I know. Battery's a glutton for punishment. He that's is also that. My cockles are warmed again. I love when Murray warms my cockles. I love warm All right, Bernie Adams taking the lead on this one. Apparently, because last Bernie, week, I was this told, is now two weeks ago, by the way. I was told that I said I had seen Undergrove. <clears throat> you Grandpa. did, and if you listen to our last Maybe podcast. I thought you were talking about War with No, Grandpa. because we talked about that, I too. I guarantee you, I never saw this movie. Yes. Ah. Well, the important thing to know the is the reason more binding. the cheese but I did I, I did see it and paid $5 to watch it. Right on. Okay, so just so everybody knows, for who, have, who are listening to our podcast today and had, didn't hear last week's episode, first go stop the, stop the podcast, go it. listen to last week's where, well, it was actually two weeks ago, but our last episode where we talked about James Caan. Yeah. And how we believe he should be doubted because the movies he's putting out are terrible. They're awful. So the discussion came up because Bryce and I both saw this movie and we both gave it a rage. And Murray was like, I remember loving this movie. And then he was like, I, but we had to see if he loved it or if it's so. Here's the thing. I must have been if, Murray, if Murray gives this a mondo, James Caan is, can't go on to the on the undoubted, or the on doubted. doubted list, yeah. If it gives it a meh, then Bryce and I have to start watching some more movies. Uh, so, I hope Murray, you, I hope you love. Please this tell movie. us You're about. Motivation. I know, but just be honest, Marie. It's all it's all about honesty here. Okay. We always tell the truth. We're truth tellers. First of all, I did not hate this movie. Okay, yes, but did there you were love some cheesy this movie? parts in it? Two things. Two things. First thing. I love James Caan. So do we. He's actually in one of my favorite TV shows of all time called Las Vegas, where he plays a former CIA agent who runs a casino. And he, like, beats up people with his bare hands. Sound familiar? Yeah. Same kind of character as this movie. Except he's a little more senile, apparently. Uh-huh. But despite all the, you know, undercover spy hijinks and stuff, 
to me, it was, in essence, a story of a boy and his grandfather. Okay. Second thing is... Still sounds awful. After my, well, let's just say not pleasant father left my life, my grandfather raised me. So I have a very soft spot when it comes to a boy and his grandfather, which is what I saw this movie as. Uh, The question that you're asking me, is it a Mondo? Is it worth the $5? No. I definitely enjoyed it. I thought there were some funny parts, and I gave it a man. I think maybe you liked it more than that. I may have liked it. I didn't give it a Mondo, though. Are you sure I you think, didn't really I think like it? you want to give it a Mondo. You should Are just you sure go you ahead and do that. you don't want to give this that. a Mondo? No, I think I want to make you guys watch all the games on Then you're going to have to suffer, unless you're watching them along with us, to actually have us go through them. You do that. Okay, so let's recap. Bryce, you got this written down. At all. Queen Bees for both of us was a rage. It was a meh for Murray. I loved it. <laughs> you gave it a meh. You did not give it a meh. I didn't love it. You still gave it a meh. Then he's on a movie called JL Family Ranch. It's got to be like colon, a, it's gotta be the like wedding a Hallmark gift. movie or something made for TV Hallmark. Still There's a, no way that was released colon, anywhere. There's a colon involved here. Yeah. And and it's going to probably be yours and my colon, if you know what I'm saying here. Yeah, it's making my colon do some work. Yes, you know. exactly. Uh, then he was in a movie called Out of Blue, which I have seen now, and it is a rage. <laughs> then he was in a movie called Con Man. I have seen, and it is a rage. Okay. Undercover, cover, undercover, undercover grandpa is a man for Murray, so we don't have to watch that. Yeah. Because the best we're going to give it is a man. It's never going to make it to a month. No. It's possibly going to be. Our so, age. so we're, we're at Holy Lands. How, how many is that? Uh, Holy Lands. If you're counting the, the Hallmark movie, which I don't know. We, should. we should. be. Okay, well, Let's count it. Then we don't have to watch it. This will be six back. Okay, so Holy Lands is, is six. Yeah. Then we watched The Red Maple Leaf, which was the biggest rage that he's ever been in, which is yeah. seven. So I'm thinking what we should do is watch JL Ranch, the first one. <laughs> What's eight back? What's before That's, Red Maple Leaf? It's JL Ranch. The original, not there's no colon involved. Okay. It's it's not a colonoscopy. It's just JL Ranch. Okay, so if we watch, <sighs> so if we watch JL Ranch and it's a meh, that makes sense because the Red Maple Leaf is a rage. Okay, I don't think it's gonna be a Mondo. Okay, rage. I think think we watch Holy Lands. Yeah. From 2017. Holy Lands. Is that eight movies back, 2017? Uh, 2017 is six movies back, but He's we watched seven. Movies in four we, years? We've watched yeah. seventh movie back, which is The Red Maple Leaf, and JL Ranch, we don't think we need to watch. Where was Prego Land? That's one I remember enjoying. Which one? Prego Land. Oh, that's Festival. way back there. Maybe that far back. It's 2014. Yeah, then but... he was in The Throwaways, a TV movie called Wuthering Heights. Sicilian Vampire, which sounds terrible. <laughs> the Good Neighbor, Good Enough. On? Murray, this is what we're trying to tell you. He's oh picking God. a lot of terrible movies. Okay, we are going to watch Holy Lands. Okay. I don't want to watch Holy Lands. You guys do what you want. I still like James Conn. And it's available on Prime. So there we go. Okay. 
Marie. You asked my we opinion. are not you saying. What not don't you understand you. about this? We're not, this? Saying we don't We're like not James liking. Con. I love James Con. I just don't like the movies he's picking. He's like eighty years old. So he what? He's still. What you're saying? He's senile. Let him do what he wants. No, but he's putting movies you, out for people to watch. Then don't watch them. We have to. We, we have, have to no. tell the world. We have to because, no, you don't. because you went and gave this other piece of crap a mat. <laughs> if you would have raged on it, which you probably deserved. That I never would have done. Holy. Never would have done. Because I love yeah. James Caan. He's my buddy. Holy lands. And it's on Prime. Uh, All right. All right. Now, um, was there anything from this week that we want to add anybody on to? Mesmerizing, perhaps? Mm. Yeah, that, that list isn't long enough already. It's true. No, let's not do it. Let, I think we should put, put a kibosh on the mesmerizing for a while. Okay. We'll come back to it. Unless it's completely obvious to all of us. Yeah, I still... Okay, unless there's something that's like, yeah, completely obvious to all of us. Okay, that's fine. That's but, agreed. But uh, Anything yeah. we should look at for Undoubted. Like, should we go back and look at Kenneth Branagh's films? Oh, it's not going to be undoubted. This <laughs> stupid uh, train movie has been... Oh, yeah. Murder on the Orient Express was I definitely in his last eight, and it was a rage. I liked it. Did you give it a Mondo, though? I don't remember. We were doing podcasts back then. Hey, well, nevertheless, it was a rage. It was a rage, so he can't be undoubted. Yeah. That's too bad. Well, he's, he's starting about, off he's fresh. He's talking about his acting skills. He's a no, director, No, too. we're talking about the movie. The directing. No, You're, you got to separate the movie from the director, from the actor. Well, we had directors and actors on, on our list. Yes. Different it's right. Murray's correct to a degree. Yes. Tidy's on there twice. Yes. yes. An actor and director. No, 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 no. But it's the movie that he's in, or it's a movie that he's directing. No, but Murray's question is valid, because Murray's asking, is it, are we judging him he on his direction or his acting? He directed it. We're talking the directing. Okay, but Murder on yes. the Orient yes, Express was in, that. was in it. And he directed yes, it. But he doesn't do that for every movie. And it was a rage. No, no. But it was a rage. So he, so, so he's, he's not matter. on either. So he's not on either, is what we're saying. What I'm saying is, it, is that other people have separate, like Ben Affleck as a director, Ben Affleck yes. as an actor. Yes. So yes. in this case, but if he, he cannot be to on direct himself, and that gets him off both, both lists. As an actor, on both lists. Act as an actor or move on. You've been a here two hours already. Well, it's only just over an hour. And we haven't even got to the good part yet. Although, I do have to admit, Murray watching movies about grandpas did touch my heart a little bit. There you go. Thanks. Okay. What's up? We're in Rage or Dare now? Yes, we're raging. All right, then. And we're daring. And that's me again. That is you again. Last time I Rage or Dare, both Jim and Bryce pulled from my ice creamy bag of goodness when they pulled the 2010 comedy... Due date. This week, Bryce will have to go deep into Jim's bag of sheer torture. Check in with Jim first to see if Iron Man and the Dumb Dumb from the Hangover movies make good road trip buddies, or if Robert Downey should stick to superhero movies and let Zach go back to playing the piano. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Bryce. Due date is planes, trains, and automobiles without as many laughs and nowhere near the heart. It was, however, despite its flaws, an entertaining movie. Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis had some laugh-out-loud moments peppered throughout. The film breezed along, and despite a few scenes I personally would have cut, it was funny. 
The road trip comedy had some memorable characters played by the likes of Juliette Lewis, who I typically don't like, but liked in this, and Danny McBride, who was very good. Um, I laughed quite a bit, and it even had a masturbating dog. What's not to like? Other than its ending that was a little thin, as there's no way these two would become friends after all this, and a few scenes that needed to be, you know, kind of ceased to exist. Nevertheless, this was funny, which despite its flaws, makes it meh. Okay. Well, let me tell you what it's really about. First off, I felt real uncomfortable seeing a BlackBerry being inappropriately referred to as a device that could be used to activate a bomb. So right off the start, I'm not too happy. Just saying I miss my BlackBerry is all I'm saying. Okay. Second off, buddy driving movies, aside from biopics and musicals, are my third worst favorite movie because they're all annoying. And this was no exception. So um, just like our friend Ryan Reynolds, Tony Stark, a.k.a. Robert Downey Jr., and Zach Galifianakis are very much people who have a tendency to have one note in the films that they're doing. True. And is this is a cookie-cutter buddy driving movie. Yep. Except, as Bryce had said, without any heart. That's true. Substituted for planes, trains, and automobiles, Downey is Steve Martin and Galifianakis is John Candy. Yep. Or maybe the film Tommy, or Tammy, where uh, Robbie is Susan Sarandon and Zach is Melissa McCarthy. Or maybe Thelma and Louise. But this time, Robbie is Gina Davis and Zachy is, is Susan Sarandon. I think you get my point. The film idea is way too overdone and this film adds nothing new to this stupid genre except the fact that nothing other than the masturbating dog was funny. It just it was just mean has, and unlikable through the entire film. Robert Downey is annoying and Galifianakis is funny at times, but basically this film is like every other buddy driving movie trying to make one person a dick and the other person to be an idiot. And then they fall in love and everything is rosy and fine and it's so great <laughs> and no the sense. movie was so fantastic. It was barf. This had maybe, and I'm saying maybe is a strong word, five funny moments. Oh, it had and granted, time. Juliette Lewis and Danny McBride were two of those moments. Yes. Otherwise, I'd rather watch Thelma and Louise, at least at the end of that, they drove off a cliff. This movie was a terrible, terrible rage. Murray's ice creamy bag of goodness was an ice creamy bag of torture. I hated everything about this movie except nah. for the masturbating dog, Juliette Lewis, who in my opinion is mesmerizing, and Danny McBride, who's always funny. This was terrible. I hated I hated Downey in this. Wasn't that bad? I hated his character. Nobody would ever I mean, they really painted Zach Galifianakis as a complete moron. And it's like I hate when they do that because he couldn't have actually survived to have any money if he was that big of an idiot and all he did was smoke cannabis all day. It was just, it was just dumb, and it was, it was actually mean spirited. The mean, the jokes weren't funny; they were just mean spirited. There were some, there was some mean spirited. It was all mean spirited. It wasn't all mean spirited. He was terrible to him. But uh, yeah, it was, it was meh. It was, it was awful. I didn't, I don't know how you could have liked. No, this was uh. awful. I loved Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I loved Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. That was kind of one of the only first buddy movies that I ever watched that I actually liked. Yeah. And this was, was great. This was the same movie. Those aren't pillows. With, with no heart. I'm offended you even mentioned those two movies in the same breath. Well, it's a buddy movie, Murray. You, yeah. They're going to be tied together. Oh, they're, they're, they're 
similarities don't like oh it, god they just don't stop yeah it's it's this is literally this steve is martin the same movie this is the cookie cutter example of but a buddy movie where one guy's a dick not, not and the well other done. one's stupid and yeah. then it's just annoying but i laughed enough it was meh no it was it was complete rage thank you murray as usual you give me really good s when i take the m mm. And uh, thank you, Murray, because I forgot that I kind of liked it the first time, no. and I laughed again. Congratulations, nope. you just inherited a copy of it. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Bryce is pulling from my tasty bag. Take the little ones. They're full of more chock full of vitamins and goodness. This a little one? This is a baby. Bryce will be seeing the movie. Uh, Fantastic Four, 2015. <laughs> Is that the which one is that? Is that, that the like one the with what's her head, or is that the remake? I think it's the remake. It's the remake. It's not the Jennifer Alba. Is that her no, name? It's no, it's the one is with that her uh, name? Michael Jessica. Jordan. Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's with uh, Michael B. Jordan, isn't it? Oh, okay. Well, the Jessica Alba one's worse than the Michael B. Jordan one. I think. Mm, not really. No. Really? You're not going to like either one of those. No. You're not. no. I've I've, I've I've seen it. I don't remember it at all. Yeah. That's why there's a reason. <laughs> Okay, so which year is it? 2014? 2015. 2015. What year is Silver Silver? I'd hate to watch the wrong one. He's in the second one of the Jessica Alba ones. No, but the remake was with a whole new cast. What what year was that one? Yeah, that's this one, 2015. Fantastic Four. I can't believe that was already six years ago. Yeah, it's not that long ago. Huh. Who knew? Should we tell you who's in this? So you... So you can be prepared. We can know that we know the sort actual of, actors. Sort of remember, because I remember it was miscast pretty much all of it. Really? Yeah. It had some, I think, yeah, I think it might have had some weird casting now that I think about it, but maybe not. Okay. So it? Miles Teller's in it. Yeah. Kate Mara or Mara. Kate Mara, yeah. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Jamie Bell. Yeah. Toby Keeble. Mm. Reg E. Carthy. Tim Blake Nelson. Tim Blake Nelson's always good. Yeah. Joshua Montez. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Dan Castian... Castian... Net, 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 Nutella? Dan's Castian... Nutella? You mean, you mean Homer Simpson? <laughs> yes. Austin. <laughs> you mean I know that name. Uh, anyway. Delicious Nutella? <laughs> all right. Yeah, I don't know. I got no problem watching that. I think yeah. it'll be all right. You're going to hate it. Yeah, we'll see. Here, paste that on your... Nutella. (laughs) Have some of that on your Nutella. That's right. Have some Nutella. All right. All right. Done. Done. Well, I still don't think it was my turn, but whatever. It's always your turn. Just remember that. That's what I know. <laughs> Thanks, Rage, for listening. Uh, super Rage Love for our members. Julian from It Goes Down in the PM podcast. Go and check out her podcast if you get a chance. James and Philip for their continued financial and moral support. We love you guys. Thanks for uh, keeping us going and keeping the lights on in the Film Rage studios. Thanks to Extended Film Rage crew of Leonard Conlon, Bex Goose, Tony, and Nat for their artistic contributions to our show. You can find their homes on our show notes, so go check those out because we got lots. Thanks to our sponsor, Canyon Meadow Cinemas. Please go and support your local independent cinemas near you as I always need your help as we come out of COVID. Find us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at FilmRageYYC. Follow us on Audea, A-U-D-E-A dot I-O. 
and search Film Rage YYC for bite-sized film reviews. Check out everything Film Rage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site. And I think everything's on Black Friday right now, so go shopping for Christmas and buy yourself some Film Rage merch. We're always wanting to make this Blazing Blast for all listeners, so please comment, like, and subscribe, and send us emails to FilmRageCalgary at gmail.com. Dare us to see terrible movies to fuel our rage, but no matter what you do, please make us rage. That's all we're asking. Please. That's it for this week. Rage on. Rage on.